Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. God has a program. That is, there is an agenda that God is going to bring about that ultimately is the establishment of the kingdom of God. And Israel is going to play a major role in the events that will lead up to the kingdom coming and being established. And the question that every person needs to wrestle with is this. Am I on board with God's plan? Am I a participant with it? Do I understand what God's going to do with Israel and why that is the necessity for God to reveal himself to the world before ultimately God brings about his wrath and destruction upon all those who are not submissive to this program. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Isaiah and chapter 60. The book of Isaiah and chapter 60. I believe that this chapter is a great example of what God's program is, what God is going to bring about. And if we have been taught incorrectly concerning Israel, and when I say Israel, I'm speaking about both the people and the land. Many individuals believe that God has cast Israel aside. In other words, that he is finished with the people and with the land in some unique way. Now, they would not say that a Jewish person can't receive the gospel and find salvation. What they teach is this, that there's no longer any significance to God's covenant that concerns this people and the land that he promised to the patriarchs, to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And let me say with all assurance, this is not what I think, this is what I know. Why? Because the Bible teaches this. It's not a matter of personal interpretation, what I think, but rather it's what the Word of God reveals. So let's begin this important chapter, Isaiah chapter 60, and see what God says he's going to do in the last days. Now, everyone would agree that this chapter has significant messianic implications. Verse 1. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. A very familiar verse where it says, Arise and shine. Now, two things need to be pointed out. First, this is in the feminine. We're talking about Israel. And Israel, especially when the concept is redemption, we see the feminine being used, that feminine gender. So it's going to bring about a change. What's going to bring about a change? We'll get to that in a moment. But it says, arise and shine. And this word shine is literally 
the word light and it's in a verbal condition so that means to shine let the light be seen so we would translate it shine what this verse is saying is that we can be assured that in the last days and we'll talk about who will bring it about that there's going to be a change a physical and spiritual change to israel and it's going to be that spiritual change that brings about some physical differences and all of these changes all of these things that will be different will be good once more rise and shine why what's going to bring this change to israel it says for your light has come and here light is in the masculine and therefore this light that we're speaking about that gives light to israel and makes israel able to shine is the messiah so that's why i say this verse has significant messianic implications once more arise and shine why because your light has come and the glory of the lord is upon you and it has shined so again we see that there's a special relationship between the work of messiah in the last days everyone agrees that this 60th chapter has to do with the end times and specifically the last part of those seven years daniel's 70th week so messiah is going to come we're not speaking about the rapture we're speaking about the second coming because that is for israel in order to deliver deliver israel and bring israel to faith that same faith that's necessary for all individuals both jew and gentile alike look at verse 2 for behold the darkness the darkness will cover the earth and fog and this is a a word of of camouflage meaning that which covers up that which conceals it's going to conceal the nations so there's darkness and many people believe that this darkness has to do with a spirit of deceit that the antichrist will bring upon this world this strong delusion that paul speaks of which is really the working out of deception and when deception works itself out people are going to be out of place out of god's will and therefore they will be a candidate for god's judgment but notice what it says although there's this darkness and fog upon the earth it says in the second part of verse 2 but upon you the lord he will shine so we see here that the lord is going to shine upon you the you here is israel and ultimately israel in a redemptive condition now this concept of light shining is related to blessing so messiah is coming he is going to deliver israel save israel and it's these changes that's going to enable israel to be in a position where she can be blessed but unto you the lord shall shine and his glory upon you will appear or will be seen verse 3 
Now, when Israel gets right, we're going to see that it's going to have an impact upon the nations, a remnant of the nations. And that's why we read, look now to verse 3. And the nations, they will walk to your light and kings to the brightness that that is going to shine upon you so we see that when israel goes through this spiritual change it's going to have an impact israel for a moment is going to be used at the end of this age in order to bring a remnant of the nations now we see this in other places where for example those of the nations will say we've heard god is with you and as israel is restored back to the land many nations and i mean nations gentiles individuals will be brought with her to the land of israel and this going to the land of israel is a idiom for worship so israel's salvation is going to bring about a remnant of the nations worshiping god as god always intended verse four now worship what's one of the outcomes joy and that's why it says lift up around your eyes so lift up all around your eyes and see why all of them shall be gathered they shall come to you and it says your sons from afar they will come and your daughters upon the side they will be established now daughters being established most of the rabbinical commentators see this as being in a family being members of a household so it's not good we know in the book of genesis for man to be alone and therefore there's going to be this coming together between men and women being brought into a family and most scholars see this as the family of god verse verse 5 then you will see and you will and this is a word that is a verbal form for the noun river and it usually speaks about streaming moving a a change that is brought about and this change is going to be fear and the the broadening of the heart now the heart involves a change of mind so what it says here is that israel is going to change there is going to be a difference with the people of god and they are going to to fear but their heart is going to be changed they're going to give god priority they're going to see things from his vantage point so they are going to stream it says and you shall stream meaning move and fear and your heart shall be broadened because he will change and this is word for for turning upside down overturning it involves a change for he will change you how well he is going to see that the the abundance of the sea now a sea has an abundance of life within it and the sea produces a lot the sea can feed a large part of humanity the sea is abundance so when it speaks about the abundance 
or a great multitude of the sea it's talking about god's provision so the provision which is in the sea referring to wealth and then it says the wealth of the nations they shall come unto you so israel is going to find through redemption god's provision god's abundance now it's no different that when messiah spoke and he says i've come that you might have life and have it abundantly and what it's speaking about here is that with the salvation with that redemptive experience israel's going to be brought into its fullness meaning that they're going to experience the blessing of god his moving just like we see in egypt when israel came out of egypt on passover what happened well we know that they received uh, silver and gold and the wealth of the egyptians so this this goes along with this this salvation experience and the same theme continues in verse 6 where it says the abundance of camels and camels here is another synonym for for wealth the abundance of camel shall shall cover you and the camels and this is a word which means a camel with one hump the word gamalim usually means a camel with two humps but this is one the second time the word for camel is used it's a different one and it speaks about a one humped camel that was well known in in midyan and apha now these were descendants of abraham that lived in a place where camels were were most most common very prevalent and prosperous meaning there were numerous camels And it says all of them from sheba they will come and what are they going to bring it says gold and incense they will lift up and praise the praises of the lord they will proclaim so what we see here is a change israel's going to get right with god this faithfulness of god that is going to be seen in what he does to bring israel to salvation in the last days delivering israel from the antichrist from the the beast that is that one world government under the leadership of the antichrist and the nations that have have come together with this empire god is going to deliver and he is going to show himself faithful and that's going to cause a remnant of the nations to take note of this and repent and experience god it also says keep reading verse verse 8 or verse 7 where it says all the flock of kadar will be gathered unto you and the rams of niviot they will serve you and what we have here for these rams notice what it says we are told here that both the flock and the rams so sheep and goats they are going to go up upon the delight of my altar meaning they are willfully going to go upon the uh, altar in order to be sacrificed because of the delight of the lord because the house of my splendor i'm going to magnify so no longer are you going to see animals having to be trapped 
to be captured, to be offered up by man, animals are going to put themselves upon the altar. And what this is a reference to is with this change that is a kingdom change, there's going to be submissiveness. All things are going to submit to God's program, God's order. So even these sacrificial animals, the flock and the the goats, they're going to to agree with God's sacrificial service. Now verse 8. Who are these? These that like a cloud uh, uh, move, literally the word for flying, like a cloud flies, as doves to the the chimneys, their chimneys, meaning their homes. So everything's going to be brought into order, and it's going to be brought about supernaturally when it speaks about clouds flying. We know that, that God is the director of that. He's putting things into his order. He's bringing things home as they should have been. And this is why he says, look at verse 9, for to me are the islands. Now, islands represent far and remote places. And it simply speaks about God's authority, God's rule over all of his creation. So once again, verse 9, for to me are the islands and they will hope, meaning this, they are not going to feel so remote, isolated, left out, not connected. They're going to have that same hope. And the ships of, of Tarsus at the beginning, meaning we see in the past that Tarsus was a place of, of, of wealth and the wealth of Tarsus was brought by ships. And once again, this is going to happen. But they are going to bring, it says, your sons from a distance. And with these children are going to be their their silver and their gold with them. On account of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For he will glorify you. And it all speaks about this glory is related to the righteousness of God. As I've said many times, there is an inherent relationship between righteousness and glory. So when glory is being manifested, you can be assured that righteousness is being done. And so there's a change. We've talked about that to Israel. What type of change? A righteous change. Things are reflecting the order of God. And when that happens, God's glory is going to be manifested. Look now to verse 10. And the sons of foreigners, it's literally a foreign sons, they will build your walls, meaning they are going to play a role in Israel's security. And their kings will serve you. For my wrath, I have struck you. But with my delight, I will be merciful unto you. So the time of God's wrath has passed. Israel's no longer going to be a recipient of God's judgment, but things are going to be put into order. And notice one of the chief characteristics of of God's order is him supplying mercy. And that's why so frequently I say, when was the last time you sought God's mercy? Nothing good 
spiritually is going to happen to you until you are a recipient of God's mercy. His mercy is foundational, and that's why confession of sin is so vital because confession of sin brings about God's mercy. So we read here, and in my delight, this word is ritzon, it could be the word will, we could equally translate it, and in my will, I will be merciful to you, verse 11. Now, this mercy is going to bring about the security for the people of Israel. We look down throughout history, In Israel, the Jewish people have been a persecuted people. They have suffered greatly. But this is not going to be what happens in the kingdom of God. Look at verse 11. Your gates, they will be open up always, day and night. They will not be closed in order that you'll be brought unto you the wealth of the nations and their kings have led them meaning there's going to be a submissiveness all the kings they are going to be submissive to the purposes of god and they are going to lead their nations to do what to bring the wealth of these nations why as an offering it simply shows that there's submissiveness and agreement that god must be worshiped verse 12. now what about the nation that doesn't want to worship god well we're told verse 12 for the nation and the kingdom which which will not serve you meaning doesn't recognize israel's leadership in the kingdom what will happen they will perish and the nations those nations that behave in such a way they are going to be utterly destroyed they are going to be made to be ruined verse 13 the glory of lebanon shall shall be brought unto you or simply come unto you and it's talking here about the cypress and the fir fir tree and the box tree all together these chief trees that were so prevalent and and were the description of lebanon this good land it says all together they are going to come in order that they might glorify the place of my sanctuary the place of my feet i will honor now what is it talking about here the place of my feet well down in this world the scripture speaks of it as the footstool of god he's got his throne but his footstool is here in this world now ultimately when we speak of the new jerusalem we're going to find that the throne of god is indeed in the new jerusalem but there's differences between the millennial kingdom and the new jerusalem verse verse 14 and they shall come unto you these are these nations that are going to be transformed through repentance through understanding god's revelation in the last days they shall come unto you bow down who the sons of the ones who afflicted you so previously the nations they were were persecutors those who afflicted the jewish people but now they're going to come how bowing down 
unto you. Now, what God is doing is this. He is elevating Israel. Why? Well, this is what he always wanted to do. But Israel was not willing because Israel was not submissive to the plan of God. And today we have to ask, is the church any more submissive? And when we look at the believers from a broad standpoint, talking about Christianity, the church in the broadest terms, we would say that they are very far removed from the purposes, the plan, understanding the program of God. Verse verse 14 once more. They shall come unto you, bow down, and who's the subject? The sons of the ones who afflicted you. They shall, shall worship upon the soles of their feet. All the ones who, and this is a synonym for blasphemy, speaking negatively against someone. So all those who spoke against you, and they shall call you, instead of wanting to destroy Jerusalem, to to exchange Jerusalem from God's purpose to their purpose, it says that they are going to call you the city of the Lord. And what's the next word? Zion or Zion. And as I have taught in many different studies, whenever that term Zion appears, more often than not, it gives the passage a kingdom context. And that's exactly what we're talking about now. Messiah has come. There is that second coming. His kingdom is being established and nations, a remnant of the nations, are recognizing this and they are giving honor to Israel according to God's order because Israel is called and will be the leaders in the millennial kingdom. Those who are believers, we are going to rule and reign with Messiah supporting and overseeing this this change of 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 things that will characterize the millennial kingdom so again they shall call you the city of the lord and what's that city's name zion what is zion zion is jerusalem in her redemptive state and who's bringing this all about the holy one of israel Now, we should ask ourselves, why is God being revealed here in this passage as Kadosh Yisrael, the Holy One of Israel? Why, shared holiness is always connected, always connected to the purposes of God. And because the purposes of God are being realized, they are taking effect. God's order is being manifested. This is why God is spoken of here as the Holy One of Israel verse 15 now there's going to be a change and this change is going to be for a betterment things are going to be exchanged and what is given and what is received that which we're going to receive is going to be an improvement it says and it shall be in exchange for for you being forsaken or abandoned so once Israel was thought of as being abandoned and also hated. And there was no one to pass through. But he says, I'm going to make a change. There's going to be a difference. And what is that? I will set you as an eternal majesty. 
and secondly it says rejoicing from generation to generation verse 16 and you will nurse the milk of the nations and the breast of kings you will nurse from and you shall know that i am the lord your savior and your redeemer and then notice how he's called here avir yaakov which means the knight of of jacob and this is a term of great splendor of great respect great honor that's being given to the name jacob and all of this is to show that there's going to be a change the nations are going to recognize god's purposes for israel so they are going to nourish they're going to provide for israel and all of this is because of of jacob being committed to the purposes of god verse 17. now in verse 17 we see this exchange going on we see the change of behavior among the nations how israel went through a change of being forsaken abandoned and hated to now being being given the nourishment of the nations but here it says verse 17 in exchange for copper i will bring gold in exchange for iron i will bring silver in exchange for wood copper and in exchange for stone iron and i will set and this is a word for your your charge now it's a word that that speaks about a proclamation or an order and what is god going to order for for israel well notice this next term he says i will set your your command as peace and this means the fulfillment and what is also going to be said your taskmasters this reminds us of of egypt where there was that that command given concerning their work and those who were going to enforce israel doing this work the taskmasters they are going to be what righteous so we see this this correlation between the word shalom peace which has to do with the fulfillment and ultimately israel through redemption is going to be in that righteous condition verse 18 and it will not be heard any more violence in your land and and thievery and destruction are not going to be heard in your borders but but you will be called salvation and what will be called your your walls shall be called salvation and your gates praise salvation is related to victory so it says your walls which were there for provision are now going to be called salvation and and your gates are going to be called praise verse 19 and no longer will there be to you anymore the sun for light of day now this is very reminiscent of what we see in zechariah chapter 14 if you look at that last chapter of Zechariah's prophecy it speaks about the kingdom and one of the things that characterizes the kingdom is light 
not a natural light as the sun and the moon look again at verse verse 19 no longer will they be to you any more the sun for light of day or for the brightness of the moon for it will not illuminate upon you so neither the sun or moon is going to be a source of light but the lord shall be to you for light and what type of light for an eternal light we could translate it a kingdom light and your god he is going to glorify you meaning this this light according to most scholars both christian and jewish this light represents the glory of god why because where god's glory is so too is his presence so the kingdom of god is unique because in a very powerful way in a very revealed way the presence of god the glory of god is there and so it's going to be the source of light for his people in the kingdom verse 20 and will not come any longer your sun and your moon will not be gathered up meaning it won't go through its cycles why there's no need for the sun and the moon for the lord will be to you for and once again that or olam that eternal light and there will be the fulfillment meaning the end it's the same word for shalom in a verbal form and it has to do with a fulfillment things being completed so we could translate it the days of your mourning which relates to sorrow and death all of this is an outcome of sin so when he says and the end of the days of your mourning shall be what it's speaking about there's not going to be any more sin verse 21 and your people all of them what are they going to be righteous why well notice that god has been spoken of here as redeemer not just your savior but we saw earlier also your redeemer and where did we see that well we saw that earlier on in the text in verse verse 16 where it says and you shall know that i the lord are your savior and your redeemer this night of jacob the end of verse 16 and because of this redemption what's the outcome of that salvation and there's an inherent relationship between salvation and righteousness and that's why he says here look again at verse 21 and your people all of them are righteous and for eternity they will inherit the earth meaning they are going to be the recipient of all of god's blessings and they will be the branch of his planting and this word for branch is related to the word notsri or netzer which is the same word that defines the faith of messiah it's the modern hebrew way to say a christian so the branch of his planting the work of his hand for what purpose in order that that he might be glorified so all of these things that he's doing for his people both his his 
well, we could say his new covenant people because at this time, everyone who's part of the kingdom has accepted that new covenant, that gospel. And, and that is going to bring about him being glorified. Verse 22, our last verse. And the small one or the little one will be for a thousand and the young one as a mighty nation so we see again abundance that which was small that which which was insignificant is going to be transformed into that which is great and the change is simple people looked with with contempt at, at israel and thought it was insignificant and for the most part the nations of the world were against israel and certainly in the last days all the nations of the world are going to go up for war to destroy israel but god's going to bring about a change this little one will be for a thousand and this young one will be a mighty nation and it says i the lord in the in its time in the right time i will hasten this so again we need to ask ourselves are we going to participate in what god's about his program to bring about a glorious change to israel there's no question when we look at this section of isaiah we're talking about last days prophecy things that god's going to do that have kingdom implications so are you going to agree with god and what he says about the land of israel and the people of israel and I'm speaking about the Jewish people in the broadest sense, the change that he's going to bring about when Messiah comes the second time. Well, I'll close with that until next week. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.